Hello and welcome to another episode of Best of Luck Podcast. Today we have clips from Mike Malloy, Randy Rhodes, Rachel Maddow, Tucker Carlson, Keith Olbermann, The Real News Network, and The Young Turks. Dave Lindorf. Uh, tomorrow, Election Day 2007, uh, Dennis Kucinich plans to introduce a member's privilege motion calling for a floor vote to move his bill of impeachment against Cheney uh, to the House Judiciary Committee since uh, there are some key members of Congress, Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, John Conyers, and Gerald Nadler, who are refusing to uh, give Dennis's bill a hearing in the... Uh, in the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, the bill was submitted by Kucinich back on April 24th, and it's been stalled ever since. And as Lindorf writes, Kucinich impeachment bill against Cheney focuses on an issue that should be uh, uh, considered extremely urgent and timely by all members of Congress, and that would be Cheney's illegal and criminal effort to whip up a new war against Iran. Uh, Kucinich is being denied the right to have his important bill heard in the Judiciary Committee by Democrats. So he's turned to a House rule that allows a member to attempt to break out of such political limbo by a vote by the full House membership. Now, he's unlikely to win because uh, Democratic leaders, Democratic leaders reportedly plan on having some shill stand up and make a motion to table the measure, which would effectively kill it. Democrats. Son of a bitch. So as Lindorf writes, it's, a, it's critical then that everyone who believes in protecting the Constitution from criminals like Cheney and who want to stop the march to war in Iran contact their House member and demand that he or she vote against any move to table Kucinich's privilege motion. And you should also tell your representative uh, that he or she should vote in support of moving Kucinich's bill to the hearing stage in the Judiciary Committee. That's all. Jesus, God, why is Pelosi and Nadler and, and Conyers, why are all these people protecting this murderous criminal, war criminal, son of a bitch in the White House? I don't get this. Oh, I know the usual explanations, but I, I don't get it on a gut level. Uh, Lindorf writes, Cheney has crossed the line into the area of treason by reportedly attempting, behind the back of the State Department, to encourage Israel to attack Iran's nuclear facilities in hopes of forcing Iran to retaliate and thus permit the U.S. to, quote, come to the aid, end quote, of its ally Israel and attack Iran. There are 21 co-sponsors to Kucinich's impeachment resolution. 21 co-sponsors. And these people are truly American heroes. Tammy Baldwin... Yvette Clark, Steve Cohen, Sam Farr, Sheila Jackson Lee, Carolyn Kilpatrick, Jim McDermott, Donald Payne, Adolphus Towns, Diane Watson, Albert Russell Wynn, Robert Brady, William Lacey Clay, Keith Ellison, Bob Filner, Henry Hank Johnson Jr., Barbara Lee, James Moran, Janice Schakowsky, Maxine Waters, and Lynn Woolsey. Those are the people who have co-sponsored the resolution. You can get it if if, if you want to see it. Uh, it's at the uh, Library of Congress, uh, House Resolution 333. Uh, it's eight pages long when you print it off your computer, like I did, and uh, it it is a damning indictment of of what this uh, uh, this Nazi Dick Cheney has done. Representative Kucinich, why is this coming up today? There has been, there's been meetings all over this country where people are demanding to know what Congress is going to do about this administration's uh, latest uh, expression of aggressive intent, against, this time against Iran. And we're on the threshold of another war. And there's a question of what's Congress doing. This vice president, who led us into a war based on lies against Iraq, is doing the same thing with respect to Iran. I put this uh, resolution before the Congress more than six months ago, and it's time for uh, the American people to know uh, who's on the side of the Constitution. And so that's why I brought this resolution forward today.
All right, so they're voting right now on the impeachment of Vice President Cheney. For those of you who have access to the span, the resolution, uh, the the the, the uh, privilege resolution that uh, Dennis Kucinich introduced immediately, the majority whip, uh, Steny Hoyer, decided that he would uh, ask for a motion to table translation to kill the bill. That was the first thing the Democrats did to Dennis Kucinich. But you want to hear what's surprising? I'm watching the vote now. S more Republicans voted not to kill it so far then democrats voted not to kill it that's pretty uh, astounding to me i'm watching the, they're still voting even though the time remaining is zero they're still counting the votes it looks like uh, right at the second seventy two republicans voted not to table it not to kill it uh... sixty eight democrats voted not to table it not to kill it a hundred and forty one members of the house of representatives want this bill to be taken up and debated that's pretty freaking amazing no longer can it be said seventy four republicans voting not to kill it damn there are some constitution loving people and i'm sure there are some republicans who uh, would like to debate it so that they could make fools out of the Democrats, but bring it on. I welcome that debate. That's amazing. 76 Republicans now to 68 Democrats voting not to kill an impeachment resolution against the vice president for misleading Congress regarding, regarding uh, pre-war intelligence on Iraq and for misleading the public again and Congress about the need to attack Iran. That's a beautiful thing I'm watching here. 77 Republicans. Stephen, uh, Chicago. No, I'm sorry. Chuck in Indiana. Hi. Hey. Uh, a long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm just, I'm so tired of the Democrats breaking my heart. I'm a, I know. I've been a lifelong Democrat. I write letters. I make phone calls, and and every time we get something important, they just break my heart. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying, uh, but what's the alternative? I mean, if you if you can give me one that I that I you know see has a future, I'll I'll do it. Uh, I don't I don't know what to do. I'm Seventy eight so Republicans. Yeah, well, you know, that's the problem. I mean, we only have, you know, in this great democracy, you know, where we're free to choose, you know, who we want to represent. We have, like, two choices. It's very small little pool that we get to fish in. I just keep watching Keith Oberman and listen to you every day and just keep my hopes up and keep going. All right. Well, 79 Republicans now want to take up this debate. Can you believe that? I know. Isn't it amazing? It's stunning to me. 67 Democrats and 79 Republicans want to take this debate to the next level. Switching their votes. It's this is the most. They say C-SPAN's not exciting. Hello, hello, wake up, wake up, everybody, and smell the excitement. Smell the span. A uh, hundred and seven Republicans have voted not to table this uh, impeachment of Vice President Dick Cheney, not to kill it, to actually move ahead and debate it. Uh, when we left you during, uh, you know, to go to the break, uh, there were over a hundred Republicans who voted to kill it. And as I was, I'm sitting here watching it through the, through the commercial break, and I'm watching the Republicans switch their votes from yes to no, meaning they want this to go forward. Now, I, I, I'm so glad Brent Budowski couldn't have, Brent, you couldn't have picked a better time. <laughs> They're at it again. What are they doing? <laughs> uh, it, it's 108 Republicans have voted not to table the impeachment of Vice President Cheney.
Well, they, they have different reasons. Some of them think that's the smart vote to put the Democrats on the spot. Now, this is one of those... 111, moments. Brent! Oh, oh my no. God, they're still switching their votes. See, if I were still working for the House Democratic leadership, and this is one of those rare moments I wish I, I were, mm -hmm. you'd see me on the floor trying to get those Democrats to switch from yay to nay. And they're not doing and, it. And they're I'd not be, moving. No, I, I keep <gasps> hoping they'll, they'll figure this out, but, but they won't. And the smart move, even if they're going to vote against impeachment as a Democrat... Is to, is to vote against tabling, bring it up, spend the day beating up on Dick Cheney and bringing out everything he's done wrong. Then they can vote against it, and then that story dominates the news tonight, and people see Dick Cheney for what he is, even if impeachment doesn't pass. That's what I would be doing, and I keep waiting to see it. It's ironic the Republicans are doing in reverse what I'd be suggesting Democrats do. It is, it is par for the course. You are a gentleman, and I hate to say this, you know, even on the phone, but where are the Democrats' neds? I, I don't even... <laughs> I'm serious, I can't believe it now. The Democrats are switching their votes to yes to kill it, and the Republicans... Look at it, they're still switching! And how, they're, they're, now, Republicans... Are you watching this? Yes. Oh, I'm my God, it. the Republicans just switched their votes. So you got 70... <gasps> they're still doing it. 75 say yes, table... 116 Republicans, yeah, bring it on. Let's bring it on, people! Well, that's what I was waiting for. I do think it's interesting that the, the time remaining has been at zero now for some time. You know, how does that work? Do you, do you know what the rule is on that? Because I, this is something that the, I don't the real, understand. The, the, the real rule is you can stretch it a few minutes if you want. The Republicans abused it at one point on, on Medicare. They abused it for three hours. Yeah, till 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, which was, uh, should have been illegal. Uh, but you can, you can do pretty much what you want within reason. The, the general rule, though, is when everybody who has voted actually has voted, that wants to vote, that's when you should, you should close it. But right now, I will guarantee you, right now there's a meeting somewhere in the corner, and Pelosi and Steny Hoyer uh, are sitting, well, what do we do? Do we switch? Do we not switch? And, and they're probably thinking about it right now and keeping the vote open long enough to make a decision. I don't think they will. But if I were there, that's what I'd be urging them to do. Well, the freaking Republicans are deciding. They just went down. You're watching this, right? They're still switching their votes. Oh, it's pretty funny. 123 Republicans <laughs> are voting to debate the impeachment of Dick Cheney the today. Vote's getting, the vote's getting close. It's very close now. Now it's 218 to 193. Yeah. Holy crap, man. This... Yeah, so you got Democrats are in a corner now, the <laughs> leadership. And I've been in those meetings. Well, what do we do? Do we go yes or no? The, the, the chair is sitting there with the gavel. Am I supposed to bang the gavel down? The Republicans, watch what happens if the Democrats did switch, uh, you know, to, to uh, oppose tabling it and bring it up. Watch what the Republicans would, would then switch back. I think the Republicans are misjudging and being too clever by one hand. Yes, me too. I think, uh, they just... I think that the country does not support what Dick Cheney has done. And even he if has a 9% approval rating, how could you go wrong with bashing him for a while, especially at a Republican request to do so? Oh, yeah. I think they're outsmarting themselves. Because, uh -huh. uh, but they, you know, and, and this gets to one of the points I made about the cult-like uh, uh, in you know, Bush's attitude on Iraq. And I also said Democrats should attack the presidential candidates in the Republican debates. They sound like, like war-fevered warmongers doing war cries to howling Republican audiences that are completely out of control on the radical right. It is just a disgrace to listen to Rudy Giuliani say he supports torture and Fred Thompson and, 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 and how let's have a war in Iran, let's have a war in Iraq. Uh, they're completely out of control. And this is what, what's happening on the floor right now is that these are Republicans out of touch with America because if they think debating Dick Cheney's uh, actions is good for the Republican Party, <laughs> they're out of their minds. <laughs> I mean, what I don't get is why the Democrats don't figure that out and go the other way because now you've got Democrats switching from, from nay to yay. I mean, this not is, really. Uh, it hasn't, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's still, you know, one, it was 148, it's now 152. You have thir the whole Republican membership of the House of Representatives is voting to move ahead with this uh, debate. Oh, I think it's, it's hilarious, uh, but it's also one of those comic opera <sighs> high drama combinations that you, you only see in Washington in the age of George Bush. I mean, if it who's, weren't... The, who's the Republican that's, that's whipping this up? Who, which, wh I do, I, it has to be the leadership for this kind of... A, it has to be John Boehner and, and the leadership. For well, this that kind explains of it. Boehner's probably drunk again. <laughs> 
He's probably drunk. I, I mean, the guy's been drunk more often than any other member I have ever been able to observe on the span. You know, I mean, it, it's incredible. Well, How... in the last Congress, they were power drunk. I mean, they went way off the cliff. They it... couldn't even prosecute themselves for page violations on, on, on uh, sexual misconduct. I mean, I that's know. how bad they were. Well, I could just imagine, though, Boehner sitting there, you know, listening to old Merle Haggard, you know, misery and gin and, you know, drinking his scotch and being alone. And his eyes, you know, he's one of those obvious guys where his eyes get, like, beat red when he drinks. Well, they're, they're just out of control politically. They, I mean, I, I think they're making a big mistake right now. I think it's hilarious. Uh, watch out what you ask for. You may get it. Uh, but no, this, they, I don't think that, you know, th th that's what they're thinking. They're thinking that Dennis Kucinich, you know, should be, be afraid, uh, you know, be, be careful of what he asked for because he just might get it. Yeah. But oh, they're yeah. wrong. They're the whole Republican Party is going to vote well, to move their, forward. Their view on the Republican side is, well, they'll think the Democrats are radical for impeaching, uh, impeaching Cheney. But what's going to happen is they're going to be debating torture, illegal eavesdropping yes. policy in Iraq. The resolution, by the way, this is an important point, says that Cheney lied uh, about WND prior to going to war in Iraq. That is the major count in the impeachment resolution. Now, do Republicans really want to debate that? There are three huge things you can do to help support the show, but they only take a few seconds. Leave us a great customer review in the iTunes Music Store, dig the show on dig.com, and every month you can vote for the best of the left at podcastalley.com. Find links to all three of these most important sites on the right-hand side at bestoftheleftpodcast.com. Thanks for your support. Dennis Kucinich freaking did it today. He read articles of impeachment against Dick Cheney on the floor of the House. Resolved that Richard B. Cheney, Vice President of the United States, is impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors, and that the following articles of impeachment be exhibited to the United States Senate. Articles of impeachment exhibited by the House of Representatives of the United States of America in the name of itself and of the people of the United States of America against Richard B. Cheney, Vice President of the United States of America, in maintenance and support of its impeachment against him for high, high crimes, crimes and, and misdemeanors. misdemeanors. I have to tell you, that kind of puts a chill down my spine to finally hear it said on the C-SPAN, on the floor of the House. Uh, Kucinich listed the charges against Cheney, including... ...has purposely manipulated the intelligence process to deceive the citizens and the Congress of the United States by fabricating a threat of Iraqi weapons of mass destruction to justify the use of the United States Armed Forces against the nation of Iraq. That's part of Article 1 of the impeachment resolution against Cheney. Um, now, I said there was a calling the bluff move here. The Republicans' response to Kucinich was that they decided to vote essentially for the resolution. They voted against tabling it. Tabling it would have killed it. They voted against that. The Republicans essentially voted for the House to consider impeaching Cheney. The Republicans did. Now, why would the Republicans do that? Well, the Republicans think politically that it is bad for the Democrats to talk about impeaching Cheney. They think politically that it's a let the left wing shoot the Democratic Party in the foot by overreaching kind of thing. By letting a guy like Kucinich lead the party into a formal discussion of impeaching Cheney, they think that will make the Democrats look bad. So the Republicans voted to keep the impeachment resolution against Cheney up for discussion. So it was Republican votes that kept the Cheney impeachment resolution alive. The vote was 251 to 162. Uh, Republicans voting for it and, of course, progressives voting for it. Kucinich has 21 co-sponsors for this. And the Democratic leadership, the so-called centrists, were the people who were trying to kill it. Now, the Republicans, I'm sure, feel like they've pulled off a coup here. Uh, but, I, you know, I think this might swing around on them and bite them in the butt if the Democrats play it right. I will be discussing this tonight on Keith Olbermann's show on MSNBC, and I'm very excited to be asked to talk about this. 
But it seems to me that if the Democratic leadership can just stick their finger in the wind right now, even if they can't make a principled decision to save their lives, if they can just stick their finger in the wind right now and realize that they really could run with this Cheney impeachment thing, they really could just go with it and follow it through and see what happens, I think it could be a big political surprise. The Republican, to, to switch metaphors into card playing, the Republicans have upped the ante. If the Democrats keep playing poker like they have been playing poker, we should rightfully expect them to fault. But if the Democrats are, are, are smart here, they will ante up and play this one out. Because the American people are way more against Dick Cheney than they are afraid of the I-word. Than they are afraid of impeachment. 54% of Americans in the last nationwide poll on the subject said Cheney should be impeached. Maybe the Democrats should run with this. In practical terms, what happens next is that the resolution goes to the Judiciary Committee of the House for consideration. That committee, of course, is headed by John Conyers, who is not a wuss. This is very exciting. For a civics geek like me, this is like some bad metaphorical combination of candy and porn. Uh So seductive. I take you to the candy shop. I let you lick the lollipop. Go ahead, girl, don't you stop. How do you want it? You gon' back that thing up, or should I push up on it? Temperature rising, okay. Let's go to the next level. Dance floor jam packed, hot as a tea kettle. Okay. Bring it down for now, you want to talk about real life heroes? Forget the movies. We got a real life hero. Who? In the United States Congress. What's his name? <laughs> no, it's not Baywolf. <laughs> his name is simple name Dennis Kucinich. Look at this man. Let, let me hear what. I, I think I heard something I like today. Yeah, let me hear it. Resolved that Richard V. Cheney, Vice President of the United States, is impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors, and that the following articles of impeachment be exhibited to the United States Senate. Articles of impeachment exhibited by the House of Representatives of the United States of America in the name of itself and of the people of the United States of America against Richard B. Cheney, Vice President of the United States of America, in maintenance and support of its impeachment against him I can't for high tell crimes you. and misdemeanors. I can't tell you how good that feels and how good that tastes. <laughs> you go get him, Dennis! You go get him! You heard what happened today? I heard it. Okay, look, Dennis int- introduces it, and it's supposed to be no big deal, you know, and the Democrats are, you know, beside themselves trying to beat it back down. And they're like, no, how could you do that? He's their, our revered leader. And Dennis Kucinich is like, I, listen, hey, Nancy, I don't know if you know this, but he's in the opposite party. And he's a really bad guy, and he doesn't respect our Constitution at all. Uh, and he tortures people. And he tortures people. And Nancy goes, no, I must protect him at all costs. And then something curious happened. The Republicans switched sides. And all of a sudden, we, for a moment there, there was a bit of drama and a bit of suspense. And you're like, what? Did they just, re- you know, what happened there? Why are they voting for impeachment? And I'm, got, not, I'm not kidding. They did. The Republicans was there voted a par- for Was there a party that said they got the call that they needed to tell the truth? <laughs> of course not. No, what it was was they got cute and they decided, hey, you know what? Sure, we'll vote for your bill to get considered, to go up for a vote, not to actually vote for impeachment, to get a vote for impeachment, right? Mm-hmm. So the Republicans decided that this would be a cute strategy, put the Democrats uh, on, on the spot and say, all right, we'll go ahead and vote for it, okay? Either vote for it or vote against it, but you're in trouble either way, and, and, and to bring it up. Now, here's the thing. If the Democrats had even the slightest bit of a testicle, not like a whole one, but like a quarter of one, a, a tiny one that was ready to grow and grow, what they would do is they go, oh, you switched? Bang, you screwed up. Here we go. We all vote yes, and it's going up for a vote. Yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden, Republicans are like, oh, wait, 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 we, we, we didn't, we didn't really want to impeach him. Oh, well, too bad. Okay, but hold on. Let's let's talk about the testicle. Okay. If they had that testicle, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have had to be Dennis Kucinich who brought the impeachment. Yeah. Of course. But the thing is, they don't have it, Wes. So. They didn't switch over with the Republicans. They didn't. They voted no on it. They voted against in, that. In fact, let's, let's, see, let's go beyond the testicle. 
because it, it's not a matter of having balls. It's a matter of just seeing that somebody's breaking the law, which is pretty obvious. Oh, it's been in yeah. the newspapers now for, what, three years running? Absolutely. Why, why hasn't he been impeached yet? No, what is really unseemly now is not just that he hasn't been impeached. It's how hard the Democrats and the Democratic leadership is fighting against their own people to make sure that they protect the guy who's breaking the law, that they actively fight against impeachment. Not that, hey, you know what, we're not going to do it, but they've got their spears out. I've never seen them so excited in to my protect, life. To protect a criminal. Yeah, and, and look, they don't get this excited and they don't act this strong and this tough when they're fighting for our side. When they're fighting against Iraq, they buckle right away. When they're fighting against FISA, buckle. Everything, you wait, know. Wait, whoa, got... when did they fight it? When did they fight for our side? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I've never even really quite seen not, it. Not this Congress. Right. But when it comes to protecting Cheney, Nancy Pelosi's a lion. You know, she's like, Gah! I'm like, all right, calm down for a second, right? And she's like, no, 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 I can't be calm. And so she joined uh, against Kucinich and said, no, we're going to end it right here. And they, and they beat it down. The Republican ploy didn't work. And thank God, oof, that was a close call. We won't have impeachment of the vice president or anything like it. Now, I think that there were good reasons to impeach the vice president. Of course. But you know what? I want to give uh, Congressman Kucinich his due here. Let's hear him out. What were the reasons for it? JR, go ahead. Article 1. In his conduct while vice president of the United States, Richard B. Cheney, in violation of his constitutional oath to faithfully execute the office of the Vice President of the United States and to the best of his ability preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States and in violation of his constitutional duty to take care that the laws be faithfully executed has purposely manipulated the intelligence process to deceive the citizens and the Congress of the United States by fabricating a threat of Iraqi weapons of mass destruction to justify the use of the United States Armed Forces against the nation of Iraq in a manner damaging to our national security interests. He left out torture. He left out FISA. He left out a lot of things. I mean, he could put in 20 more things to, uh, to, because those are crimes. Those are literally crimes. War Crimes Act of 1996. FISA law of 1978. Crimes were also specifically executed people for at the end of World War II. Uh, and uh, and we would, look, we it, it talked about the Washington Post article uh, yesterday where a guy said, look, we have, uh, we have put people in jail for waterboarding. We put Americans in jail for waterboarding in the past. We've put Japanese at the end of World War II in uh, jail for waterboarding. No, we didn't just put them in jail. We executed them. So these are war crimes, right? And but if you dare mention what is actually true in the United States Congress, then you're going to have a problem with Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic leadership. Steny Hoyer, oh my God, he's the first one up to the lectern. He's the second in charge of the Democrats. He's the biggest of the you know the corporate Democrats, and he comes in and he's like, "No, Dennis Kucinich, you sit down. This is unacceptable. We don't do this. What we do instead is we pleasure the president. I mean, we serve." at the pleasure of the president at every turn so you sit down and we remember what your job is to protect the president even though he's from the opposite party give him a happy ending <laughs> yeah uh... democrats what are you gonna do with him well god bless kucinich he's a democrat and he's he fighting. Is a democrat there you go young turks Hey guys, if you're enjoying this episode of Best of the Left, please share it with a friend. Just go to our website and click on the share this link in the show notes for the episode that you want to share. If you just want to tell someone about our podcast in general, click on the tell your friends about us link in the sidebar of our website. Thanks for spreading the love and now back to the show.
But the, the mainstream, the, the cable stations, nobody, not even PBS, nobody talked about this. Nobody talked about it. It's unbelievable. I, I, I'm stunned, and yet I'm not surprised. Can, can I say it that way? It was not a surprise to see that nobody wants to cover this, but I was stunned that no one covered it. I know no one wants to. I know they don't want to tell you, you know, what was in that, that resolution. I know they don't want to go over what was in the articles that Kucinich had. Uh, listen, here's the, here's the hypocrisy if somebody's looking to, you know, do a, a story on Democratic hypocrites. And, you know, I'm going to see him this weekend, and I don't think he's going to like me very much after we see each other this weekend. But John Conyers, who's the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, issued a statement this morning, and he said, you know, the, the resolution got, you know, they, they voted to, you know, have the debate. And then the leadership in the House, which, you know, is so far disconnected from this party and the members of it, and so far disconnected from America as a, uh, a voting bloc, I mean, the whole country, Dick Cheney has less than a 9% approval rating. The president has a f over 50% negative disapproval rating. If this wasn't the time, uh, when, wh wh what time are you waiting for it to be? 1300 GMT? What are you waiting for? I mean, this was a perfect time. But seriously, you, you cannot take away the impeachment option, Steny. Nancy, this is crazy. This is absolutely nuts. I mean, you know, Bush keeps claiming special rights. Bush keeps claiming he's got inherent powers as a war president. Could president for life be on the list of inherent powers that he had? Do you want to, you want to watch this president go all Musharraf on you? I, I say we don't want to go there. I, I just do. I mean, look, if Nancy Pelosi thinks, if John Conyers thinks, if Steny Hoyer thinks, that we should just wait until the 2008 elections to get rid of these guys. I have a message. We tried to do that in 2000. We tried to do that in 2004. We played by all the rules. And we won. And they're still here. What do you want? The people are telling you what they want. This, 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 this vice president has less than a 9% approval rating. It doesn't get any worse than that. So here's Kanye's statement. This just freaked me out because, you know, he was the guy with the after Downing Street and he wanted to impeach. And now all of a sudden he doesn't. I don't get it. He says the committee has a very busy agenda. I'm busy, too. I have time to impeach the vice president. I'll do it for you. How's that? Deputize me. The committee has a very busy agenda over the next two weeks. What? Yeah, we hope to pass a Pfizer bill president will veto the FISA bill. Waste of time. You have a FISA bill. You have a law. The law says, the current FISA bill, the current FISA law in this country says the president has 72 hours, he can start a wiretap, but he's got to go get a warrant. What is wrong with them? They'd rather revisit laws we already have. It's, it's the same thing with Mukasey. They want to revisit the law we already have. We already have federal statutes that prohibit torture. Torture, as described by the Supreme Court, anything that shocks the conscience. You also cannot degrade prisoners. Can't do it. Well, we're going to, you know, Mukasey said that if we passed a law outlawing waterboarding, then, then, then you know, he would follow the law. What's wrong with them? That's like such a red herring. I can't believe that they even repeat it. You know, we have a law. Well, we want to revisit the Why revisit the law? So Bush can veto it and say, now it's legal. Are you kidding me? You already have these things. Well, that's what he says. Over the next two weeks, we hope to pass a FISA bill. You don't need to pass a FISA bill. You have a FISA bill. Next, oh, we got to vote on contempt of Congress citations. Do that right now. I'll give you six minutes. Get it done. Uh, and then we have to pass legislation on prisoner re-entry, court security, and a variety of other important items. Look at Pakistan, my friend. Court security? Are you kidding me? That's his statement. He's busy.
respects their rights. As a person who supports holding this administration accountable for their deceptive actions, you may be interested to know about the recent votes in the House regarding House Resolution 333, entitled Impeaching Richard B. Cheney, Vice President of the United States for High Crimes and Misdemeanors. I share your belief that Vice President Cheney must answer for his deceptive actions in office, particularly with regard to the preparations for the Iraq War and the revelation of the identity of covert agent Valerie Plain Wilson as part of political retribution against her husband. That is why I voted against the motion to table debate on H.R. 333. Along with only 85 other Democrats, I opposed tabling the measure and supported beginning immediate debate and a vote on the Cheney impeachment resolution. The vote on tabling the Kucinich resolution was rejected, and the House subsequently voted to refer the matter to the Judiciary Committee. Vice President Dick Cheney and the Bush administration have demonstrated a consistent pattern of abusing the law and misleading Congress and the American people. We see the consequences of these actions abroad in Iraq and at home to the violations of our civil liberties. The American people are served well with a legitimate and thorough impeachment inquiry. I will urge the Judiciary Committee to schedule impeachment hearings immediately and not let this issue languish as it has over the last six months. Only through hearings can we bring, can we uh, begin to bring correction of the abuses of Dick Cheney and the Bush administration. And if it is determined in these hearings that Vice President Cheney has committed high crimes and misdemeanors, he should be impeached and removed from office. It is time for Congress to expose the multitude of misdeeds of the administration, and I'm hopeful that the Judiciary Committee will ex expeditiously begin an investigation of this matter. Please feel free to contact me if you have any further questions or concerns. I sincerely appreciate your input and hope you will feel free to contact me anytime I may be of assistance to you. In addition, I hope you find my website, wexler.house.gov, a valuable resource in keeping up with events in Washington and in South Florida. With warm regards, Signature Congressman Robert Wexler. Okay, wexler.house.gov. Wait, you're not in his district, are you? You can still get in touch with him. You know you can. But you see, this, this is all it requires. As Wexler points out, as you've pointed out, as I've pointed out, as so many writers in the blogosphere have pointed out, all that needs happen, all that needs to happen, is for the impeachment hearings to begin. Witnesses shall be summoned. Questions will be asked. Testimony will be given. And as the, the, the testimony develops, as the case develops, it will be apparent even to Republicans, even to Republicans not in the House, that Dick Cheney is a law-breaking son of a bitch who needs to be removed from office. This is all that it takes. Let the articles of impeachment flow from the testimony, and then let us see. Let us... I sound like I'm in Congress. Then let us see if there's any member of the Republican caucus who will vote in favor of retaining a lawbreaker. You see how easy this is? This is what Kucinich wanted to happen six months ago when he filed articles of impeachment with the Judiciary Committee and nothing happened. That's why he took his point of privilege and took it to the floor of the House. And now it is back with Chairman John Conyers. Wexler's ready to go. Kucinich is ready to go. How many people on that committee are ready to go? All they have to do, this committee, is to begin hearings on the crimes, high crimes and misdemeanors committed by this murderous cyborg bastard that operates somewhere in some twilight zone that is not executive, not legislative, certainly not judicial, in some parallel dimension to the, to, to the area the rest of us have to exist in. He plots wars, he plans all sorts of, of poisonous activities to destroy the Constitution, to take America's soldiers into a death hole, to commit hundreds of thousands of people to an early death. This bastard has to go! All Conyers has to do is begin the hearings. That's all.
people smell like you got no soul at all. Fingers crawling with wingworm, you smell so many calls. This show is produced with the help of the members of the Best of the Left community. You too can be a part of the show, and we would love your help. You can submit information about great clips you've heard, volunteer to help edit these clips for the show, or actually become an occasional guest producer. For more information, please visit the community at bestoftheleftpodcast.com. This song belongs to you and all your crew. This afternoon, Democrats try to stop a debate on whether or not to impeach the vice president. Republicans desperately try to keep the debate alive. Congressman and presidential candidate Dennis Kucinich stood up on the floor of the House to publicly call for what many of his colleagues privately believe that the vice president should be impeached. Instead of supporting him, his fellow Democrats could not move quickly enough to bury his resolution. Kucinich charged Cheney with knowingly deceiving the American public about Iraq and WMD, about al-Qaeda's relationship with Saddam Hussein, and with having violated his oath to uphold the Constitution. The vice president's deception upon the citizens and the Congress of the United States that enabled the failed United States invasion of Iraq forcibly altered the rules of diplomacy such that the Vice President's recent belligerent actions towards Iran are destabilizing and counterproductive to the national security of the United States. From that, the House dissolved into political shambles. Majority Leader Mr. Hoyer quickly called for the tabling of the resolution, which prompted Republicans to call for a debate in order to force Democrats to lay out their position on impeachment, which then led to Democrats calling for the motion to go to committee, whence it was eventually buried this evening. Or was it? According to House procedure, Representative Kucinich could keep raising the impeachment resolution whenever he wants in the House because he introduced it in the form of a privileged resolution. Watch this space, as they say. Join next, uh, joining us now, Rachel Maddow, the host of the Rachel Maddow Show on Air America Radio. Good evening, Rachel. Hi, Keith. All right, who got this wrong? Kucinich for handing Dick Cheney and the Republicans some remarkably undeserved sympathy or the Democratic leadership for quashing a discussion of whether we have a vice president unfit for office? I think this is an easy one. I think it was the Democratic leadership screwing this one up. I don't know what genius political consultant has advised the Democratic leadership that it's a bad idea to spend hours of prime time on the floor of Congress reminding the country that Mr. 11 percent approval rating is a bad guy of whom they disapprove and who they would like to see held accountable. It's supposed to be politics 101 that you associate yourself with good things and that you are seen to frequently and rapidly denounce bad things. I don't know what kind of weird beltway consultant dictionary doesn't have a picture of Dick Cheney under the entry for bad things. It just seems like a real short-sighted move by the Democratic leadership. Let me let me be the devil's advocate. I'm going to sound like uh, about Cheney, like Chuck Schumer about Mukasey. What about the scenario where you actually do this? You impeach Cheney, he's convicted and thrown out in six weeks, and Bush appoints his new vice president, Rudolph W. Giuliani or, or <laughs> Willard Mitt Romney. What happens then? Well, the reason you impeach somebody is not because you hate them or because they're a bad guy. You impeach somebody because you want to save their office, because you respect their office and you respect the Constitution that granted the powers to that office that exist. And so you impeach Cheney in order to stand up for the Constitution, not because you think he's a bad guy, though he is a very bad guy. And so whether it was Giuliani or Mitt Romney or actually my pick, the president's brother, Jeb, who they would replace him with, I think that's what you have to swallow in order to stand up for the Constitution. If the vice president is, as you pointed out, uh, down to nearly single digits in the polls, and you're supposed to associate yourself with good things and stay away from the bad things, or at least you associate yourself with, with uh, trying to correct the bad things, did the Republicans miss a chance here? What if Republicans impeach Cheney? You know, take out one of your own as a display. It's so against their political DNA to go for accountability, but it is actually, if in the big picture, it would be a great opportunity for them because not only could they have themselves a clean break with the Bush administration, which the country hates, but they could also set themselves up with an incumbent to run for president, mm -hmm. which is why I always thought that they would retire Cheney somehow, if not impeach him, and bring Jeb up from Florida. Yeah, well, there's still time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, last thing here, after this, the tabling of the resolution, the White House accused Congress of wasting an afternoon I guess, again, uh, by even trying to talk about impeaching Cheney. But at some point, 
in the future again, at some point in our lives, are we going to see principles having to be addressed in a Mukasey case, uh, the principle of a crazy vice president not just held over as political chess pieces by both sides for the next election? Yeah, we really are. And I think that if you get outside kind of beltway logic and you look at what's actually motivating people and inspiring people outside the Washington hive, you'll see that that stuff is really resonating. I mean, Ron Paul raised $4 million in one day yesterday as the anti-war pro-constitution Republican candidate. Chris Dodd got his first uptick in the polls among the Democratic candidates by saying he'd personally put a hold on the unconstitutional FISA idea. Fighting works politically. Substantively, it's right that we ought to be doing these things for the soul of the country. But politically, fighting on the big issues, on the war and the Constitution, works. And they're going to have to get out of these, these consultants' uh, back-assward approaches to things in order to see this non-Beltway truth. Rachel Maddow of Air America, as always, great thanks for your time. Thank you, Keith. Welcome back. Ohio Congressman Dennis Kucinich says he believes Vice President Dick Cheney ought to be impeached. And this afternoon on the floor of the United States House of Representatives, Congressman Kucinich tried to force a vote on that impeachment. Republicans and Democrats engaged in a procedural battle over whether or not a resolution on impeachment will actually come up for a vote. In the end, it went to committee. That means it's dead effectively for right now. Joining me now is the man behind the movement, Congressman Dennis Kucinich. Congressman, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks, Tucker. I would take issue with the assertion that it's dead because I think that there's a groundswell uh, from people of all political parties who are concerned about uh, the abuse of power by the vice president. And I think that there will be hearings in the Judiciary Committee. Okay. I'm, I'm willing absolutely to, to believe that, um, that there are some people who do want to overthrow the government. But I wonder why more Democrats don't. I mean, Democrats control the House of Representatives and the Senate. And presumably, if they wanted to get an impeachment trial rolling, they could, but they don't. Why not? Well, when you equate impeachment to the overthrow of the government, you have to keep <laughs> in mind that Article 2, Section 4, which was part of the Constitution that constituted this government, was put in by the founders to restrain right. administrative abuse of power. And that's the, why I brought this resolution to the floor. Okay, but oh, of course, but it's, it's literally taking, you know, the leadership of the executive branch, taking the leadership and removing it. I'm not saying it's illegitimate. It's constitutional. By definition, it's legitimate. There, I think it's warranted sometimes. I'm merely saying it's a radical step. Why isn't your party behind it? Tucker, actually, it's not a radical step. It's something that uh, the Constitution provides for, and specifically okay, but, well, because the vice president lied to take us into war against Iraq, facilitated that, because he's lying to try to take us into a war against Iran, he's being called to an accounting, and that's what the Constitution calls for. It calls for for uh, for prosecution for high crimes and misdemeanors, and that prosecution is the process of impeachment. Right. No, no, I, I, I got that, and again, I don't think, I think impeachment is leg is legitimate under some circumstances, I, okay? Lying the to go into war, for, is that for, legitimate? For, 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 for the third time, my question is, why aren't more Democrats behind this? They promised transformative change last election, 2006. They haven't delivered. We're still in Iraq. Men are still dying. Pretty much the same rate. We still have the same president and vice president. Where's your party, Congressman? Tucker, are they afraid? No, I, I actually I agree with you, Tucker. Uh, people did vote Democrat in 2006 to take a new direction in Iraq, and the American people have a right to expect that the Democratic Party will stand up to this president and bring our troops home, stop the war. They also have a right to expect that the Democratic Party will hold this administration accountable for abuses of power. However, we're at a point right now where what we need to do is have a debate, and all across this country, people are beginning to become activated on this issue. There's town hall meetings, Tucker, going on all over America on the issue of impeachment right now because people are concerned that we're losing our, our democratic form of government. Okay, okay but, but let's be real. You impeach Cheney, the effect on the way the government is run it, not measurable. It doesn't mean anything. He's the vice president of the United States. His job is to go to really? the funerals for foreign dictators. Yeah. You really believe you have that? An election. Yeah, I do believe that. You've got an election a year from now. If you're committed to letting the people speak, why not let them speak in the election? 
This is merely a ceremonial act you're attempting well, to pull off. Well, not, not really. Uh, this administration is planning at this moment to go to war against Iran. The defense budget shows that they're retrofitting stealth B-2 bombers with 30,000-pound bombs that would be used to drop bombs on uh, nuclear research labs, which exist at Natanz and Bushir in Iran. That would create an ecological and a humanitarian disaster. I mean, we really are called upon to defend the Constitution. That's why I brought the resolution forward with the articles that are backed up by facts, Tucker. This isn't a po political move. This is something that I feel is needed to protect our Constitution. Okay. Uh but again, the, the question is, but why not wait? I mean, the election is why, around the we corner. We can't afford By the to time, wait. Are you kidding? Okay. In a year, how much damage could but be done? But this isn't going to happen. This isn't going to happen Don't be so uh, between sure. now and then. Okay. Don't be so I, I, sure. I can't let you go without, without asking you. Every time I see uh, in Saturday Night Live this Saturday, you are pictured at the debate making out with your wife. <laughs> I thought it was kind of uh, a, a sweet portrayal. Do you think that? Are you offended by it? Have you seen yourself on Saturday Night Live? You know what? Uh, I haven't, but uh, I'm ready to be on Saturday Night Live. Uh, it would be second only to appearing on your show. Congressman Kucinich, it is always an honor to have you on. Thank you very much. Good to see you. On Tuesday, in the House of Representatives, Dennis Kucinich tried to move his resolution to impeach Vice President Dick Cheney. In a crazy back and forth of votes to table the motion, votes to send it to the Judiciary Committee, with the Republicans first voting one way to table it and then changing their minds and voting not to table it, trying to force a debate in theory to, to embarrass the leading Democrats. Uh, in the final analysis, uh, it came to a vote whether to let the thing proceed or get stuck in the Judiciary Committee, and only five Democrats voted with Kucinich, with all the Republicans who wanted to push this thing ahead. It a, was a rather confusing and dramatic day, and to help us make sense of it is David Swanson, the founder of the website impeachcheney.org. So, David, what the heck happened yesterday? <laughs> well, you summed it up. Uh, the word impeachment made its entrance on the floor of the House of Representatives, which is news and is terrific for those of us in the majority of Americans who want Vice President Cheney impeached. Now, how, only been... how do you know a majority of Americans want Vice President impeached? Well, if you go to afterdowningstreet.org slash polling, you'll see all the polls on impeaching Bush and Cheney. There have only been two ever done specifically on Cheney and only one of them national. It was a couple of months ago by the uh, American Research Group, and it found 54% said yes, impeach him, and 40% said no, don't impeach him. And the, there was a state poll done just recently in Vermont. It was up to 64% for impeaching Cheney. And, and all of the news coverage, even uh, the day before yesterday leading into this and after the vote, very frankly said, you know, the majority of Americans want Cheney impeached. It's very unlikely Congress will do it. Now, what, what, what are, in, in Kucinich's uh, resolution, what reasons does he give for impeaching Cheney? Well, he gives only three of the many dozens that uh, could easily be made, and those three are essentially having misled the public and the Congress about weapons of mass destruction. The Vice President actively and systematically sought to deceive the citizens and the Congress of the United States about an alleged threat of Iraqi weapons of mass destruction. Having misled the public and the Congress about ties between Iraq and Al-Qaeda. The Vice President subverted the national security interests of the United States by setting the stage for the loss of more than 3,800 United States service members, the loss of more than a million innocent Iraqi citizens since the United States invasion, the loss of approximately $500 billion in war costs, which has increased our federal debt, the loss of military readiness within the United States armed services due to overextension, lack of training and lack of equipment, the loss of United States credibility in world affairs 
and having threatened an aggressive war against Iran, which is, of course, a crime itself. The threat itself is a crime under the UN Charter and therefore via Article 6 of our Constitution under our law. Iran has not attacked the United States. Therefore, any threat against Iran by the United States is illegal. There can't be much argument on the substance. What's holding back the leadership of the Democratic Party? Why aren't they supporting Kucinich? The Democratic leadership also wants to avoid a debate. Uh, they may have two reasons. One of them is that you know they don't want to they don't want to touch the subject. They're afraid. They only play defense. They never play offense. But the other is that they know that if this conversation starts, the case is so solid that they will have to impeach him, and that's the last thing they want to do. Why? Why would that be the last thing? I mean, wouldn't that just give more, embarrass the Repub Republican Party even further? Why should that hurt the Democrats? Well, I'm with you. For 230 years, the party that brings impeachment wins. Just in modern history, the Republicans go for Truman, they win. The Democrats go for Nixon, they win huge. The Democrats let Reagan go, they lose. The Republicans go for Clinton against the will of the public and get the White House and both houses of Congress. So you would think go for impeachment, especially when a majority of the public is already clamoring for it as they never were. Maybe they've come to the conclusion that this will simply offend people's patriotism at a time of war to go after the vice president. One certainly hears this over and over again. You've you got to be careful during a war how you go after the White House. And yet this is the vice president with 11 percent approval. This is the vice president with 90 percent of the country saying they don't approve of him in a time of war. Right? So the public is, is out ahead considerably. This, this president uh, today took the record in, in Gallup polls for unpopularity from Nixon. Th these are record unpopular president and vice president. So why wouldn't the Democrats go against them? I think part of it is, is that fear of, of what Fox News will call them, but a lot of it is wanting to play it safe. They came in beginning of this two-year session with the idea of keeping the occupation of Iraq and Bush and Cheney around for two years in order to run against those three things the same as they'd done two years before because they won so well getting elected to deal with those things. If they could pretend to try to deal with them for two years but fail, they could run against them again. There was a very telling moment in the uh, bush Kerry, one of the bush Kerry television debates where Kerry, after months of not even mentioning Iraq, finally went after President Bush on the Iraq war. And, and Bush turned to Kerry and looked him in the eye and said, you know, you knew what I knew, and you voted for this. So how can you come after me? And I wonder if there's some of that playing out, that, that Cheney can say to them, listen, you were part of this. How can you impeach me? Well, that is a concern I'm sure that some Congress members have about the war. Uh, most of the Democrats voted against it, but they're not the ones running for, pres for presidency uh, other than Dennis Kucinich. But uh, if you wanted to impeach Cheney or Bush, there are much easier ways. right? The House Judiciary Committee passed an article of impeachment against Nixon for refusing to comply with subpoenas. Cheney and Bush and Condi and others have refused to comply with subpoenas. No investigation needed, no complicity by the Congress. No dispute about it. Impeach them both in an afternoon. Uh, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. Bush openly confesses to violating it. The torture. The Congress is not complicit in the torture. I mean, you, you've got dozens of impeachable offenses for Bush or Cheney or both of them that Congress is very little or, or not at all complicit in. Tell us about the impeached uh, Cheney and I think you, it also included Bush, at least up until recently. What is, what is the campaign like across the United States? Uh, what kind of support does it have? Well, we've, we've talked about the polls, but beyond that, the impeachment movement over the past couple of years and, the, and increasingly in the past couple of months is, it has more activism than almost any other issue. What's next? Is, is this, in terms of the, the, the real process in Washington, is this done or is Kucinich really going to make another move? One possibility is a discharge petition, get a majority of House members, get it out of committee. Another possibility is to work with Conyers and with Gerald Nadler, who chairs the relevant subcommittee, and try to come up with a hearing on the vice president that they will proceed with. And there, there's such a huge menu of choices. They ought to be able to find one, if, if not one of the three articles that Kucinich has introduced. But for the public, it continues to be to push those 86 to join the 22 who are co-sponsoring the bill, you know, push those 22 to join the five who are really willing to take a stand 
when, when it comes to it and, and to speak out publicly. If we can get Maxine Waters, who stood strong to the end, to get out with Dennis Kucinich and maybe Sheila Jackson Lee and maybe Keith Ellison, some members of the Judiciary Committee, to push Nadler and Conyers for hearings and for them to push Pelosi, which it all comes down to. Why can't they make this thing move at that level of the Judiciary Committee? And certainly Conyers, well, it's the chair of the committee, is, is not some uh, right-wing Democrat. Conyers can. Conyers could listen to the speeches he goes out and makes every week about Martin Luther King and Frederick Douglass and people who challenged the system and did right in the face of adversity, but, but he hasn't thus far. And, he, and as, week, as recently as this weekend, he gave a speech again where within the same breath he said he's for impeachment and he's against it. And, and it all comes down to Nancy Pelosi. We packed John Conyers' office back in July. We went to jail, and we had uh, Cindy Sheehan and Ray McGovern and Reverend Lennox Yearwood speak with him for, for hours, and it came down to Pelosi and, and his unwillingness to challenge her. We shall see how this unfolds, and we will hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much, David. Thank you. My pleasure.